You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. Welcome back to Screening in Kingston. Uh, we're very excited to also be welcoming back Nicole to the show. Nicole, you were just on the show, technically, sort of, kind of, and now you're back. I know. It feels feels like home. Feels good to be back. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're happy to have you. Um, the, I have a couple things to quickly, just some, some housekeeping for everybody here. Um, Taylor, I forgot to tell you that uh there was a we were featured in kingston life magazine huzzah um i forgot i was supposed to tell this way back in march and april um wow, i remember telling you about this but then i was going to tell you when it came out and i forgot um so, so thank you to how do life i magazine. read the article <laughs> i've got i've got uh, i've got a copy for you i'm gonna i'm gonna text you a picture of it okay um, it's just Excellent. a short feature. What they did was they picked three podcasts that are kind of local or locally themed, and they they recommended them, and we were number one. Isn't that fun? Wow! Wow! Congratulations! Cool. That's really cool. Um, so thank you. This to is Kingston like Life Magazine, my... and I apologize for not bringing it up earlier. <laughs> yes, thank you to Kingston Life. This is like the time we won that award in our first year, and I think you oh yes didn't tell me right away. No, I forgot. Best, uh, best new podcast <laughs> in like, like yeah. in the podcasting network across Canada or something. We uh, does that we, ring any bells? We get a lot of <laughs> no, but we. I remember. I guess I remember winning an award. I just I do remember. I don't remember why this keeps happening. Where like cool things will happen, and I just forget to tell you <laughs> because <laughs> it, I'm now thinking of four or five other things. Where I'm like, I wonder if I ever told him. Nope, those um, were the only the two wow. things that you told me about. Okay, cool. Like that we won. <laughs> so anyway. Or oh, we right. heard. You know what, Mike? Wait, you're the can... producer and I'm I'm your minion and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I I think it's I think it's more I just other things happen. And I just yeah, forget. Or happened. I think I've told you. Because we talk once a week and I just think we talk about these things. Like I just think they come up naturally and I guess they don't. Well, as long as you aren't getting um as long as you're not getting money from Disney and not cutting me a Disney check, it's okay. You I'm not allowed to talk about it. What? No, we're not getting any money from Disney. That would, that would be great. They wouldn't. They wouldn't give us money because Taylor has bashed them so much on the show that well, they deserve it's it. Just you know, it's not. Uh, it's not something I think that they do. Um, this is a great, hey, this is Mike, always a great episode. Hey, your fair share of hate for the live action remake. For the live action remakes, yes. I don't despise it to the same level you do. I'm not a big yeah. fan of the live action remakes. Um, but that's on a, they're just not good movies sort of perspective. Um, anyway, we're here to talk about the Toronto International Film Festival. The furthest thing from Disney. Yeah, I think that Correct. there might be one or two Disney-like films coming oh, in. Okay, yeah. never mind. Uh, a, another staple of the Disney arm <laughs> is the Toronto International Film Festival. Um, this has been an annual thing we've been doing since since pretty much day one. Uh, Nicole, you come on and talk about TIFF, 
um, and your experiences. So that's that's going to be the bulk of the episode. We have a few fan questions to get to. I know some people had some issues last week getting the podcast, and eventually we got it to you. And I know a lot of other people said, hey, it's three hours long. Did you know that? And I said, yes, I did know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had no idea, guys. So, I didn't realize it was so long. I went to go listen to it, and I was like, "Wow!" Like, <laughs> I know. I, I got we we got a couple emails from people saying, uh, like, a few people who wanted to congratulate uh, you, Taylor, on your news. So I'll read that out. But all the emails finish with, "I'm not done the episode, though." <laughs> I so I think people are listening in chunks. Like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, okay, there was a there was a debate internally in my head as to whether or not we should release that as one episode or two parts or three parts. I just felt as I was editing it, the flow from guest to guest was really good, and there wasn't really natural endings. Like it's not like we had you know our opening two guests and that was exactly an hour. That didn't really happen. Like there was always things going to be cut off. So I just felt it was better. You don't. You don't have to defend yourself to me, Mike. Just to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and I, fine. <laughs> listeners, different story. So we've got some fan questions. We're going to get to those first. We're going to hear from you, Nicole. You're going to give us some TIFF recommendations. I don't... Okay, I want to just... Full disclosure. Most years of TIFF, mm. I have some idea as to what's going on or the hit movies or I've heard of movies. I don't know what has made this year so different, but I just don't, I don't know anything. I, I know two things and neither of them have anything to do with, with actual movies. I cannot wait to hear the two things. I will reveal the two things, Okay, great. but I don't know if that's just me and a bubble like Taylor. Have you paid attention at all to TIFF this year? No, I was kind of following along with Nicole's stories on Instagram so the only and then I saw some articles about things afterwards. So the only thing I know about TIFF this year is the Fan Choice Award winner, which I thought was like a weird choice. <laughs> and Nicole, I guess you could tell tell us more about that. But I'm biased because I don't like the director. So I thought like that's a weird <laughs> one. And then the drama around... Um, uh, our Joker or a Joker of our own? Nicole, the People's the Joker. It's called the, the People's, People's Joker. Joker. So I, I saw the drama around that. But like, truthfully, before Nicole was updating on her Instagram stories, Tiff was not on my radar. So I'm with you, Mike. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Obviously, Harry Styles is premiering a movie because I saw the photo you... <laughs> You okay, so yeah, so I, I, you've increased my knowledge because when I, yeah, when I was searching for photos, so one of the two things I know is that most of the photos that they have released for press use of like the red carpet are of Taylor Swift and Sadie Sink together. <laughs> or Was it, is it for Taylor Swift's music video <laughs> that she directed? I didn't is know Taylor what? Swift had anything. Like I don't, I have no idea. That's what I'm here to find okay. out because I don't, okay. I don't know. I just kept seeing pictures of her and Sadie Sink, and I thought that was kind of odd. And then Harry Styles, like those were the main photos. Um, and then thing and, and, two I I know is that the Weird uh, Al Weird Al Yankovic movie, so yeah, was there? Sure was. Yeah, those are the I things. I can't wait that to see that. Go one. ahead. So, 
Those are the, great. The Weird Al movie? Really? Yeah, I want to see it so bad. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. You don't, Mike? Oh, I forgot that you don't listen to music. I uh, That's on one of my to-watch ones, but I don't know how I'm going to watch it because it's on a really obscure streaming service I've never heard of, like Roku streaming platform. So I don't know how yeah, Roku. people are going to watch it. Do you have Roku, Nicole? <laughs> it's like when you find out something's been released only to Apple. Like, how many people well, do you just, know have Apple TV? I guess so. <laughs> I, I do have a question. Is Weird Al still alive? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. He's very young. I'm. <laughs> no, I just, I'm. No, I just wanted to know because I don't want to see another uh, music biopic mm. um, that ends in in death. And like it's like a, if, if it's a is... spoof. It's a spoof on. Oh, yeah, it's okay. a spoof. Is it? Oh, yeah. okay. That's interesting. Well, of course, I guess if you're going to do a Weird Al movie, okay. Yeah, that might be <laughs> that might be interesting. Um, okay, let's get some fan questions before we really get off the rails. Oh. Here's the thing, Nicole. You might know the answer to this. Did the did the alleged spitting accident was that in Toronto or was that somewhere else? That was in Venice. Venice. Okay. Yeah. That was going to be the third thing I knew, but I wasn't confident it was at in Toronto. It It was not in Toronto. But thank you for checking it. That drama has been eating up my life. I love it. Uh, Yeah, there's. We could talk about that if you want. (laughs) There might be time. Um, Okay, okay, let's get to some fan questions though, because I have a few to go through. Um, First comes from Lily, uh, and Liz says, "Congratulations, Taylor. That's amazing news. Please pass my congratulations along to Dan. I really hope his name is Dan. I got into an argument for almost an hour with a friend who claimed his name wasn't Dan. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to look really bad if his name isn't Dan." Uh, Dan's gonna gonna love that because he wants to be so private he's like doesn't even like when I talk Mm. about him on the show so the fact that listeners aren't sure what his name is that's chef's kiss right that's that's there was an argument an argument between friends Dan is is ruining friendships (laughs) (laughs) by by his name oh that's great sorry to cut you off thank you Lily thank you Lily uh, yeah, Lily just ends with, I'm still not through the three-hour episode uh, yet. Did you know that it was three hours long? <laughs> was that done on purpose? <laughs> yes, and we already addressed that. But there you go, Taylor. That's, that's from Lily. Thank you. Uh, and, I, and his name is Dan. So yes. you can tell your friend that, that your friend is wrong. <laughs> um, next, uh, next one comes from Akil, uh, who says, Congratulations, Taylor. That's such amazing news. I'm not going to lie. I was one of those idiot people who, when you said your amazing news, I thought, oh, no, if she's having a baby, is this show going to end? <laughs> I felt kind of bad because you brought that up five seconds later. Um, but congratulations uh, on the amazing news. That's so incredible. I listened to your entire episode in one sitting. Um, Bravo to Akil. Thank you. Yeah, Akil, uh, very fearful, fearful that the show was going to come to an end. Uh, almost not. as fearful as being happy about the news. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> no, I guess if the show was going to end, that would be like a legitimate good Yeah, and you we gave I mean? you like three fan. hours of content. Yeah, so, so bam. what are you complaining about? Um, next, uh, <laughs> uh, this next uh, email is from my mother uh, and Kathy. says... Uh, Did you say my mother? Did you say your mother? My mother, my mother. yes, this is my mother. <laughs> Love who, that. Who wrote this email. Um, and it's, hold on. Now it's not loading. That's hilarious. 
Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, congratulations uh, to you both on four great years. What a terrific 200th episode. It was a fantastic show, especially with the quiz at the end. It was so fun. Enjoyed listening to your lovely guests. Also, a big congratulations to Taylor and Dan. How exciting. Have you got a list of possible names yet? And that's from Kathy Shepard. Thank you, Kathy. The baby's name is George. Oh, so it's a very short great. list. The name is George. That's a, a list of one. George. Yes. Are you are now? Are you are? Do you think you'll be like nicknamey short for me parents? Like, would you call him Georgie? Like, or or is it like George? He'll be Georgie until he's too old to be a Georgie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. at a certain age, some, some short forms and nicknames do end up like they end at some point in time. <laughs> yeah. You got to face them out, like Bobby. Like <laughs> I don't know. Sorry to any Bobbies out there, but you're a grown up. Like Go by Robert. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. That's a hot take. I love it. Very, very good. <laughs> moving on. Uh, moving on to the next one. Uh, this one comes from Karen. Uh, Karen says, congratulations to Screening in Kingston on four years and over 200 episodes. And now an even bigger congratulations to Taylor uh, on her big announcement, I hope that it is a healthy baby boy and that you and your husband have a great first year. It's a little crazy, but I think you will love it. And that comes from Karen. Thank you, Karen. Crazy first year ahead. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I have recorded, I stole from the recording, the moment uh, where you said, oh, I'll just take a couple weeks off. Because I think that's very funny. <laughs> So you can play it when I uh, when I text when you haven't been on the show for three months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need more time. Yeah, exactly. Like whoever the the co-host is with me that week, we'll just play that at the beginning yeah. to kind of announce <laughs> that you know you're not back yet. Uh, that's exactly it. Um, okay, uh, I think the only other fan question right now is specifically for Nicole, which is the one I wanted to do last. I'm just double checking because I I've missed people a lot, and people get very upset. Um, and I know because the thing is is that okay. So six other people emailed us this week, but all of them were asking about the issues with the episode. So I'm just double checking they didn't say anything else. Okay. But shout out to those people complaining about our technical <laughs> difficulties, Mike. Yes, it would not be a screening in Kingston four-year anniversary 200 show if there weren't technical difficulties that's what i think is so funny people writing in being like you do know that it's three hours and it's not up it's like what did you expect guys four years in (laughs) of course of course it's too long and of course there were issues Should I? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Well, when we have more time, when we come, we, when we when we come back from a little one week break that we're taking, I will read out these quick emails. I won't say names or anything. I'll just read because some of them are pretty funny, especially reading them one after another. Um, yes, we had technical issues. Okay, yes, I'm just I just double checked while you were talking. Last question comes from Josh the Inquisitor about Tiff. Um, so Nicole, this question is directed to you. What was the best performance by an actor or actress, doesn't matter, best performance, you saw at TIFF this year? So Josh wants to know the best performance that you saw. Oh, wow. That's a good... 
Is it even a good question? Like, that's a big question. Who did the best? <sighs> this is hard. I saw 21 movies. Wow. And I, it's so subjective. The ones that like stand out in my brain right now are Rooney Mara in Women Talking and also Michelle Williams in The Fablemans. Okay. I think. But I could Nicole. absolutely. Yeah. Controversial choice with the fab- Fablemans, obviously. I have a lot of, listen, I have a lot of feelings about the Fablemans. I'm going to talk all about the Fablemans. To be honest, she's a good actress, so I can't even fight you on that. But I'm yeah. like, really, Nicole, that movie, of all the, of the 21 movies you saw? Listen, the question was about the best performance of an yes, actor in a role. I didn't say this was the best movie I saw. That is true. That is true, Taylor. If we're going to stick to the core of the question from the That's Inquisitor, right. That's it right. does say performance. Doesn't mention movie, just performance. So there you go. Josh yield. the Inquisitor I causing will, problems. I'll yield the floor. <laughs> As always. Okay. <laughs> also, I like, especially in this episode, it's very, this episode is going to be very strange. Um, I'm going to try to fix some some of the delay issues we're having. I should be able to fix it in post. But it's really funny, Taylor. Two or three times, you've just yelled our names to get our attention. <laughs> Nicole! And then, and then like, pause. Long pause. And then you start talking. You did it to me, too. Like, Mike! This thing. <laughs> Here's this long pause. It's true. And, that is happening. Yes, but, but the name is, like, well-timed. So I think it's, like, I don't know. It must be cutting in and out for you. You're, it, you guys The timing is really fine. great in there. Okay, that sounds so funny. funny. I don't know. I guess funny. I'll just be quiet the rest of this episode. No, don't. No, do that. no, don't do that. Don't do then that. Our fans, our fans always yell at you if you don't talk enough or you talk too I much. Know. You take a, a side of one thing or you take a side of the other. You can't deny our fans the our, you know the opportunity to to ask you what what the heck you're talking about because they do that a lot. Um, <laughs> let's let's get into Tiff because that's a lot of movies to talk about in in the time we have left. And frankly, I really need to be educated here on on what to see and not see in the coming weeks. Um, please tell me there is not another like car relationship obsession movie because I just I can't do it. Like I, I can't. No, I just can't go to another one. I just can't do it. None that I saw were uh, related to to cars. Uh, but I would never do that anyway. And also I haven't heard of a f- movie at TIFF that's like related to cars mm-hmm. in any way. So I think you're, I think you're, you're going to be okay, Mike. I just, you especially after Fast watch... Five, I'm just like, I can't do any more of these car obsession movies. <laughs> Was Titan not at TIFF? I thought that's Nicole told us to watch. Oh, I did. And I don't, yes. yes, and I don't want Titan is what I'm saying. Whoops, that's no what problem. Saying. You're I not going to get Titan. go to that again. I don't want to see anything like that again. And honestly, I like the more I read about the Fast and the Furious franchise, the more I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's going to be in their next film. <laughs> that Vin Diesel falls in love with a car. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I mean, like queer relationships are very in vogue in film. So like, I get it. That could right. definitely fall under the category. Right. And but... Vin Diesel is one of those producers who says, oh, what's the current thing going on right now? I want to put that in my movie. Mm. That's what he tries to do. Basic. Yes. So 
I just could like he's going to space next or something like the next Fast and Furious. I think The Rock is going to punch a rocket in space or something. So it's just getting more and more ridiculous. So I'm glad to hear that. So why don't you go through Nicole? However you want to do this, talk to us about your TIFF experiences. I assume this was in person. I did not check out your Instagram, but yeah. So this was um, a long wait, like a long time coming for us to be back in person. Um, I will say. Uh, there were not a lot of people wearing masks just like generally in the theaters. And that really bothered me as a human who is still navigating a pandemic. Um, I thought it was very inconsiderate for people who weren't wearing masks. So that's a hot take from me. Um, well, Nicole, didn't you know that according to everyone else, the pandemic's been over for two years? And I am judging people who say that very harshly, and I'm not afraid to say it. Um, yeah, so... I wear a mask everywhere still too, Nicole, so I'm... I'm thank with. you. It's thank very you rare are. that I won't. I, See, we got three mask wearers right now. I know I'm in good company for this. The listeners might come for me, though. Um, no, they're a mixed bag. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I'll say something more controversial by the end. Uh, Ryan Gosling doesn't deserve to ever act again. There you go. Well, now that. that's like a fair point, though. I can oh, definitely... Now, you, now you're just jumping on board, Nicole. I know. <laughs> you get, get I'm now. so sorry. So the festival, as usual, was 10 days. We were back in person, um, which meant that I had to go really hard. So I'm going to start by listing all the movies that I saw just by title. No directors, no anything. And then I thought I would talk about um, my favorites, the honorable mentions, and then buzzy films that kind of also premiered at TIFF that I didn't see. Okay. So everybody get ready for the list. So this is an order of how I saw them. First movie was called On the Come Up, then Rosie, then Bros, Casa Susanna, Love and Mathematics, The Blackening, Life, Stellar, Joyland, all the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Nanny, The People's Joker, Broker, Venus, Baby Ruby, VHS 99, This Place, Plan 75, Zwigato, Soft, Women Talking, and last was the uh, People's Choice, which was the Fablemans. Um, and I will ha- I will say the runner up to the People's Choice was Women Talking. Mm, okay. So we did really well, Canada. <laughs> I've heard of Bros. Bros is so I actually broke my cardinal rule of really not trying to see anything that's going to come out in the theaters. I did make an exception with bros because of the fact that um, it was very, like a very, very queer film. Um, It's also the first gay rom-com from a major studio that features an entirely LGBTQIA plus principal cast with the exception of two additions. And if I say who they are, it's going to actually spoil some jokes. So I'm not going to say who they are. Um, But they're very like um, well-known in the 
queer community, community as being allies. Nicholas Stoller, who directed this film, he considers them allies. So whatever that means. Um, and yeah, so my personal favorites from this festival uh, season were Casa Susanna, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. Those were two documentaries. Um, I really enjoyed Bros. I really enjoyed this Canadian film, Soft. I really enjoyed Women, Ta women Talking um, and The People's Joker. And then honorable mentions go to VHS 99, The Blackening, Plan 75, and I'm so sorry to say this, The Fablemans. Really? I'm Even though it won. So I well, got really, yeah. You're sorry because I, go I, ahead. Cause it's, you're sorry because it's like, I'm getting Green Book vibes from it, Nicole. I'm like, sorry for a number of reasons. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why like, the number of reasons. Give my background gonna, because people probably don't even know. I don't know. Fav they're only promoting this movie now, like in the last couple of weeks. So give everyone, everyone the lowdown. So the Fablemans is about, okay, what I will say, hmm, it's not Green Book. I was fully going into this tea. Like I was, I was like, I'm going to, you know, the Fable, I had a friend actually, and he was like, I saw the Fablemans, the Fablemans is going to win people's choice. And I was like, no way, it's going to be women talking. And we were both kind of like in the right realm. Um, what I, I really enjoy, I, I was so mad when I found out that the Fablemans won because it's a Spielberg movie. This is the last movie that actually needs this accolade. Like it's got literally a star studded cast. It's got Paul Dano, Michelle Williams, and a bunch of other cameos from very well-known people in the industry. And it's about a boy, obviously, um, who, who it's just his, like, his trajectory in life and how he has just this passion for film and his story there and his story with his parents. And honestly, I walked away from this movie being so mad that I liked it. Like I was so mad that I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. I was so mad that like, I very much enjoyed the story generally and could relate to it on many different levels. And I'm not happy about it, but I really liked it. I've <laughs> is, been it there. Not, is it not a thinly veiled uh, biopic? Like it's my understanding oh. that it's Spielberg. Like it's his own. Yes. Yeah, that's why yes. I'm, I'm so mad. I'm so, I'm so, why? Why does this man get to make a movie about himself? Well, <laughs> I People agree. love him, I, I know. Would, I, I am totally here with you about that. The thing that I liked about it the most, I think, from a storytelling perspective, it's like, you know, we talk about often who has the, who has the right to tell what story. And in the case of the creator's, of Green Book, they did not have any right to that story. That story should not be told by white people. This, The Fablemans, is based on Steven Spielberg's experience, like, period. So he's writing what he knows, which actually turns into, like, a very heartfelt, honest movie in the end. There, It didn't feel put on. It didn't feel, like, it felt a little Hollywood. The story itself felt very grounded and relatable and personal. And that is also, like, I don't, it's different than anything I've ever seen from him at all. 
Um, I just, I really enjoyed everybody's performances. I enjoyed the idea of the movie. And like, you know, a lot of people who are creative humans can probably relate to this story uh, a lot. I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because everybody's going to see it. Yes. Um, I mean, I just think for what you're talking about, though, and and kind of Taylor's point and the comparison to Green Book, it sounds to me, and this is just an opinion because I haven't seen the movie. It just mm-hmm. sounds from what you're describing is you went, you saw this movie. Okay, you hate that you loved it, but the mate, you can call it passion. You can call it um, love for the story, effort, whatever, mm-hmm. was clearly strong in the storytelling and, and pure and probably wanting to be honest. And those were the words that you were using. Whereas Green Book is probably just not honest. Like it, it just isn't. It's, it's you're, like you're saying, Nicole, they didn't have the right to tell that story. They were yeah. probably doing the thing that a lot of people do where, oh, I feel so bad racism i feel so bad about it i'm gonna tell this story and do some good well it's like it's not your story you're not really doing anything and we can we can see and feel and hear the fakeness yeah this was not this was not shrouded in anything like it is still a very spielberg movie it's very Mm -hmm. like cinematic but it's also like exactly like it's it's i could absolutely tell and like i hate that i'm saying this because i don't like, I, I am not a Spielberg stan. Like, I don't, I'm not the first one to go out and see a Spielberg movie at all. In fact, I don't like many of his movies. But this one, I don't know. It just, like, I was crying at some points. I was like, yeah, like, I can deeply relate to this. As And many, probably many creative human beings can relate to it as well. Like, it's... I'm a, sure. It, like, it was, I'm sure exactly what you're saying is true. Like, the creative side of you, right? You're yeah. a creative person. And, and you're feeling that kind of energy. But again, like, I just, I think that's the mark of a good director or storyteller in this case, right? Like, it's not necessarily direct writing, directing, like, it's people telling stories. Yeah. And the good ones are genuine and pure and connect with us. And we feel it in that way. It's like, oh, you're being honest, even if it's, if it's a negative take, even yeah. if it, everything goes downhill, you're telling an honest story, yeah. which I think we, we all relate to. So I think that makes yeah. perfect sense to me. Yes. That was simply an honorable mention, though. But I felt like <laughs> we should get into it. It was it was an honorable mention. But I mean, yeah. I think it's I think um, <laughs> I really needed to justify me liking this movie, and that's the way I justified it because <laughs> I'm still so embarrassed for myself. To be fair, Nicole, you can't dance around it. It won people's choice. Like it it did come away from like with a big uh, accolade. For yeah. the um for the festival, but I like your point that like this movie doesn't need that award. Like every no. everyone's gonna go see it when it comes to the Cineplex. This isn't like yes. an art house baby movie that needs help. You know what I mean? Baby in the sense that it's yeah. small, like a small time project. But anyways, right. I'll give it the benefit well, of the doubt. So, well, here's the thing, and I was I was I was telling this to myself as soon as I because I watched the award ceremony and I was seeing all of these amazing like Canadian films win these awards like best short film and like um there's a bunch of anyways there's a bunch of stuff that people people won in Canadian film as well but and and I was like this is like you said this is the last movie that needs this and then I looked back on the people's choice winners previously and I don't ever remember and this is how I'm thinking that my experience as a moviegoer is very much changing who like what I think should have the biggest platform never does mm-hmm. so I think that 
I think that something has shifted and I've, I've never had a problem with the people's except for green book with the people's choice previously. And I've never felt it so deeply that this absolute, this accolade was absolutely not needed for these movies, but it's, you know, every single people's choice winner in the past. I mean, last year was a nomad was nomad land. And, um, I'm pretty sure it was nomad land or what, what won people's choice last year. Um, but anyway, like I, I mean, these movies that win are the ones that sell the most tickets, are the ones that sell, you know, that they get a lot more ticket sales so more people can vote for them. And, and like, it's not fair. It's rigged. Like, it's not fair. And last it's, year was Belfast. It's a, popu- it's a popularity contest, not, like, actual yeah. artistic merit. Not that those yeah. movies don't have merit, but, like, when... sure. Yeah, anyways. I mean, of, of course, like, Belfast, Nomadland, Jojo Rabbit, Three Billboards, La La Land, Room. Like, of course, these movies are going to win. They have the most money. They have the, the best people on their creative team. They have, you know, they have money to spare when it comes to making these things. And, and just, yeah, it's not fair. And that's what I kind of reckoned with this year. I was like, you know what? It's, it's rigged and we'll just, I guess, I don't know what to do about it, but I'm going to go enjoy a Spielberg movie, I guess. And yeah. And fun fact, Weird, uh, the Weird Al movie, which is called Weird, the Al Yankovic story, won the People's Choice Midnight Madness Award. Oh. And again, that is another movie that absolutely did not need this. It is absolutely going to be screening everywhere. You were even talking about it. It's got a release date in November. So I guess this turned into a bigger conversation of like, what movies get seen post TIFF? Like, it's great if your movie's in TIFF, but like, is it going to get picked up for distribution? Is it going to be on a streaming service? Who's going to see it after the film festival? And it's a privilege to be at the film festival in the first place. It's not cheap. And it's like a time commitment. So anyway, this became very political very fast. <laughs> well, I mean, you're bringing up, yeah, you're bringing up good points. Um, and I mean, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, I think what you're saying, or from my perception, at least, of film festivals is, I mean, it's rigged in the sense that if you have the most money to market your movie, and you have that star power behind it, you're probably going to draw in more people. Like, it, it happens the same with the Oscar movies that win every year that are supposed to be the prestige films of, of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Many of them cannot outsell a Marvel movie to save their life. And that has to do with budget, right? Like, that's just budget. I mean, I've been in theater festivals where it's the same thing. Your small group from Kingston is not going to outsell the group that's been touring for two years from Toronto. Like, it's just not, it's just not going to happen. And so is that fair? I guess not. But that's the situation you're kind of handled in. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, you hope that people go to see movies and and are objective about them and objectively like certain ones. But... I think you brought up a good point. More people are see something, they have more votes, therefore. <laughs> yeah. More chances to Yeah. I mean, and even if you look at women talking, like, I mean, <laughs> that is a Sarah Polly movie. And Sarah Polly is like a Canadian darling. Everybody knows who Sarah Polly is. She had Claire Foy in her movie. She had Rudy Mara in her movie. Frances McDormand was executive producer. Like, yeah, it's no mm-hmm. it that's no mistake that this was the next one to win. Yeah. Even though, yeah, I, I don't know. 
any hoosers, uh, it was a great festival despite all of my feelings. Um, <laughs> I would say that um, we can talk a little bit about one of my favorite movies, which is The People's Joker. And Although, yeah, is that the one that Taylor was saying there were some issues about? There was some controversy, yeah, was actually. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's get into it. What the, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Sorry, my uh, dog, I don't know, decided to alert us <laughs> of something in the house. Um, okay. the, Nicole, I hope you know all of the details because all I know is that um, it was pulled from the festival due to like rights, like intellectual property yep. violations. Oh, it was based on something? So... Yes. So this is, and I want to spend time actually talking about this because this movie is such, honestly, I felt like it was such a, a pleasure to be there at the screening. Like it was, it was part of the Midnight Madness program, which means it was screened at midnight and those audiences are the best audiences. Like everybody is very engaged with the material, no matter what it is. Like there's some questionable things that end up in Midnight Madness. This is not one of them. So this, The People's Joker is about, um, it, it takes place in the world of Batman, like DC comic characters. There's, there's a Batman character, there's a Penguin uh, character, and it's basically like a queer coming of age story. The filmmaker is trans, and she was just kind of talking about, you know, what that, that journey has been like for her. And, and it, honestly, it, I guess she got a, uh, not a cease, not a legal cease and desist because technically under parody law and free use, I believe it's called, which is, you know, parody law is under that fair use. It's called fair use. Um, everything it's a comedy this movie this movie is pokes a lot of fun it takes the characters from gotham and it kind of makes fun of the world i might be doing it a disservice but like what it more so makes makes fun of is like and and pokes at is being in comedy in like as a queer person and um, there's actually a lot more jabs at Saturday Night Live <laughs> in this <laughs> film, which is absolutely hilarious. And it's it's kind of like a critique of mainstream comedy. Um, and yeah, it, it does it does a very, very good job of proving a point about it. Um, so I can I can say that so the the filmmaker is named Vera Drew. And she said that she voluntarily, voluntarily rather, pulled the film from TIFF after receiving, quote, an angry letter, unquote, from a, quote, media conglomerate that shall remain nameless, unquote. But it's probably Warner Brothers. It would be Warner Brothers who would have yeah. the rights, yeah. So what's the, what was the, the issue then? Because, yeah, so parody law is pretty clear. That yes. is, so long as you're making fun or poking fun at something, you have some leverage. Now, however, however, logos and sometimes certain names of certain things have extra protection. 
So it all depends upon what was, again, I'm not seeing the movie. I have no idea, but you get movies like scary movie and all these like weird Mm -hmm. movies. You can basically do whatever they want because they're using the costume, but calling it something else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess under United States copyright law, like the copyright act, it allows fair use for purposes such as relevant criticism, social commentary, or education. So, it technically so the the writer and director and she also played the joker in the movie um she went through great lengths to make sure that everything was within that fair use you know umbrella um so it technically wasn't a legal cease and desist from this Mm. conglomerate but i think she was rightfully so a little bit uh freaked out by that because you know the movie took a really long time to make and you can i mean a lot of it is animated so there was an all of the score is original there's like some really great musical numbers in it um so you can see the care that went into it in the community that went into it so i understand you know why she pulled it um, but she also did release a statement that it will be available. Like it's going to be screening at festivals. Um, it's, it's scheduled to screen at other festivals later in the year, I believe, or maybe even next year. So, uh, the people's Joker has not seen the end of its, of its, uh, festival career quite yet, but yeah, there was some, there was some hot takes. We actually, everybody tried to vote for that movie as the Tiff Midnight Man is people's choice so that we could like elevate elevate it and yeah. um weird al won because obviously which well i'll have to look more into this uh this controversy i didn't hear about any of this that's that's interesting yeah oh yeah it was good times it was good times i'm confused that well i guess i shouldn't be confused probably what happened is uh the media conglomerate didn't think this was like they thought it was a small potatoes project it's not going to get any traction whatever we'll Mm -hmm. let this person do what they're doing but it received um at least from your your from what i was seeing on your social media nicole when i was seeing online was it was very Mm -hmm. well received so i wonder if it's a case of them being like it's it's too big now we're not going to get any money if this succeeds, so we're going to shut it down. But legally, like, I don't understand how they're allowed. I guess, I don't know. It's, Mike, it's another case where we need a lawyer to come on the show and <laughs> tell us why well, things are happening the way they're well, happening. Well, I mean, but, at, at the end of the day, you can send any letters you want, right? Yeah. Like, all, like it yeah. sounds like what they did was send, send an angry letter. I could send an angry letter to Ryan Gosling. It might do absolutely nothing, and it probably would do absolutely nothing, but I could do it. So, I mean, there's no legality there. It just might be scare tactics. Again, we don't know, and it's true, and I'm sure there's nuance. One of the nuances is that act you're talking about, Nicole, thrown out the window if if a logo that was used in a a specific movie is used because it's it's extra copyrighted in terms of, like, branding. So that would be a problem. So if there's something so minute that they were like, oh, we could send a letter about this, but we're not going to take action yet, but we're just going to try to scare. Okay, fine. The fact that it's going to play elsewhere makes it seem, makes me seem like, oh, maybe it was just for scare tactics and the director wants to cool things for a bit, but then 
has the legal advice of, oh, yo, you can put it in other festivals. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, from her Instagram, it it doesn't sound like uh, it doesn't sound like it's the end of of this movie. Like people, yeah. and also people want to see it now. Like people are really itching to see it. And honestly, I always used great. to say that a little contra- you're, a, you're a controversy away from selling out something. That's it. It's it's all you need is a little bit of controversy, and then boom, you will sell. You will sell well. I I, I we're running out of time, and I I know I want to get to some of your favorites, but sure. I did have a quick question i was hoping you would talk more about this movie because this is the only one i'd heard of is bros that's the i i didn't write that's the billy eichner one that is the billy eichner one okay. yes all right that's what i thought i thought it was like so can you tell yes. me a little bit more about uh, that and how you liked it yeah for sure so it was i've never seen billy eichner in anything else but billy on the street but it's basically like this it's it's a satire part of satire and also like a little bit rom-com um it's about this character named Bobby, played by Billy Eichner, and he's a podcast host, and he's like, I'm an authority on queer culture, um, and he's pretty funny, um, and he's also very cynical, <laughs> um, and then he meets this dude named Aaron, and they kind of start a relationship kind of based off of you know one of the people in the relationship is very like you know the billy eichner character is like i don't believe in love and the 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 guy who plays or the character aaron is like but i really like you it's like a classic love story but it's very gay like it's very gay and i will i will say it's very good i i am i feel very protective over it (laughs) Because I'm like, I don't want people to see this movie and like not like it. Like I can't handle, I can't handle somebody not liking it because I am obviously taking it too personally. And this is 100% my problem because it's so, it's so, like it's so much of queer culture. Right. And I really appreciated that. And it was a good time. And it's going to be out in theaters at the end of the month. Yeah. I mean, obviously we've had that happen on the show before as well, where a movie regardless of quality is transcending something yeah it's going to a next level of being like well it was the first this the first this the first this so regardless of Mm -hmm. the quality it's going to mean a lot to a lot of people and sometimes being critical of it becomes an issue again and it becomes something where you're like oh do i be critical of this and i mean thankfully the ones i've seen where i'm like oh, I'm going to a movie that's being talked about a lot for something yeah. that has nothing to do with the quality of the movie. Yeah. I've actually liked most of the, most of those circumstances, so haven't had to yeah. be negative. And I saw, I remember seeing a quick preview for this movie, but I like Billy Eichner actually as an actor because I've seen him jump into like little things. Like he'll be, he'll be a you know side character on some show and yeah. he just comes in and says something and leaves. And it's always hilarious and it's always yeah. memorable. So that's what made me go, oh, wait a minute. He's in a, like, he's starring in a movie. Like, I, I did never seen that before from him. So that's kind of what made me interested. He's in. Yeah. It's also, like, very on the nose. Oh. Sorry, guys. My delay is getting nope. worse as we proceed. Um, I don't know. Okay. Just say like, Nicole okay. and then jump in. <laughs> Nicole! Um, actually, this is a mic. Mike. Mike. Um, he was he's in the later seasons of Parks and Rec, right? Not The Office. It's Parks and Rec that he's 
in the final seasons. Am I? I have not. Correctly? I have not watched. I haven't watched Parks and Rec, so I don't know. Oh. But he's not in the office. Okay, so yes, he's in Parks, he's in Parks and, and, Rec. and Rec. Is, He is so funny in Parks and Rec. Like he's very, very angry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, so I don't know. Is he? I guess that's his persona, though. Is he like a very angry in Bros? Because is he being typecast? Yeah, like he's now? pretty. He's he's pretty bitter. The thing the thing that I will say about Bros is like Billy Eichner is operating on a whole different level of tone. It feels like than everybody else. So everybody, please keep that in mind when you watch it. Again, this is but me like very much like protective that. over this work. That's always. Well, see, I didn't is, know that. <laughs> well, then he's maybe you'll really like it. Like he's right on brand. It sounds like like everything you're saying sounds like everything he does, and that's what. But that's I don't know. Some people have to them the thing they do that they do well is is charming and works for them. And he he for me is one of those people that like I I probably in real life have met one or two Billy Eichners, especially going to school and like had a lot of conflict with them. But I just can't stop watching him. Like, it's yeah. just so funny on the outside. I'm just like, I just find this guy hilarious. Everything he does, just it's my type of humor. He makes me laugh. He's so situational. He's always angry and upset and unsure and cynical. And it's just funny the way it plays out. So that's, I mean, it sounds like I'm going to like it. Because if that's the character he is throughout the movie, that's pretty funny. Um, One thing that I want to share that's not on any of my lists, that I tried to get tickets to this movie, but like I couldn't get tickets to this movie. Taylor, you will appreciate this. It is a movie called I Like Movies, and it takes place in early 2000s Burlington, Ontario, and it's a coming-of-age film about this, I will not, and I really wanted to see it too, but I couldn't get friggin' tickets, and the, like, the director, she grew up in Burlington, like, I talked to her in the line at People's Joker, and she was with her brother, and they went to A-Shot, like, they, w- they lived in Aldershot and they went about, to Aldershot. I was about to drop some names, which was probably not good. I'm like, oh, they must know the so-and-sos. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I fully asked them to. For our, I fully for was our like, do you know so-and-so? <laughs> Especially with uh, the Aldershot uh, musical theater program. Um, for our intrepid listeners, they will know from the Ryan Gosling episode that I grew up in Burlington. Um, for our less intrepid episode, listeners i'll remind you i grew up in burlington with nicole (laughs) in the early 2000s so that's just absolute bananas what a funny little i know will you be able to watch it um elsewhere like will it be do you know the distribution for it so i don't I haven't heard anything yet. I know that they're trying to, um, when we were all in line waiting to get into the People's Joker, uh, the director was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to try to get it in other places and like try to get a theatrical release. So maybe it'll come to the screening room because I could totally Ooh. see that happening. Um, but honestly, like I really am aching, aching, aching to see this movie. This is the one movie that I couldn't get tickets to and I was so disappointed that I couldn't get tickets to it. So in the time we have left, because we, we don't have much, Nicole, yes. run through some of your other favorites. What else kind of stuck out for you? Honestly, like the 
the ones that I've named, Casa Susanna, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, those are both documentaries and they are both incredible documentaries. So I would highly suggest um, checking them out. Women Talking is going to be coming out. I would suggest that you check that out as well. Um, Bros, of course, but be nice because um, my heart can't take it. Uh, the People's Joker um, and a Canadian film called Soft that is about... Um, a few young, very young queer uh, kids growing up in Toronto and navigating through that during one summer. And it's an incredible movie. Um, and it's from, yeah, it's from a Toronto writer-director named Joseph Amenta. And yeah, he's great. And then there were just a couple other, I was just going to name off just a few other movies that are going to probably be coming out and they did premiere at TIFF, if that's okay. Just so everybody can keep them on their radar. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. So, all right. So The Woman King, which has some controversy, actually, I just found out today. So you should totally look into that. Oh, it does? It does. Yes. Oh. I would suggest you Google okay. it. <laughs> I, I will Google it. I was looking forward to that movie. Okay. The history of the kingdom and its involvement in the slave trade, because that's what I thought was kind of controversial. So like, that and also all of the writers are white women and that is also a problem. Yeah. So who gets to tell these stories? Right. Mm. Yes. So uh, Jennifer Lawrence's new movie, we haven't seen her in a while. She's coming out with a new movie called Causeway, which premiered at TIFF. Um, Harry Styles uh, and Emma Corrin, who is incredible, uh, came out with My Policeman that will come out, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, so the second installment of the uh, Knives Out series will be Ooh. coming. Um, the wait. Banshees of Isherin. Yeah. Um, the Banshees of Isherin is a new Martin McDonough movie, and it stars Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. So for anybody who's watched In Bruges, it's the reuniting of those two actors. Um, uh, Weird Al, the Yankovic story, um, will be coming out for sure. The Sun, which is a follow-up to Florian Zeller's The Father in, I believe, his trilogy. Um, I've heard it's not great, and then I've also heard it's great, so do with that what you will. Um, Black Ice, which is a documentary that will be coming out, and it's about anti-Black racism in hockey. And also The Whale with Brendan Fraser, which, again, is controversial. But I will leave you all to Google that. I'm going to have to Google all this. I just wanted to see a Viola Davis movie. Like, that's... You I, can I, still oh, see it. Oh, great. She's excellent. And now there's controversy i got to look up. I know, but when we review a movie, Nicole, we've got to be somewhat researched or our fans kind of get mad or they ask questions about it and we don't know and... I ha so now I got to look at controversy. <laughs> so I got to go through all this list, and I've written them all down. You didn't say there was anything on the glass onion or whatever that is. That one's fine. That one is seems to be fine. Okay. I, I <laughs> think we can just see that one and enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Just a fun <laughs> murder mystery, unless you think That's murder right. is not good. Well, it's objectively not good, Taylor. <laughs> two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row, where Taylor has made it seem like not only that she has murdered, but that she's okay. So it's getting a little scary because this is the second week in a row. This has come up. <laughs> so Love that. That's quite, quite the statement. Um, well, okay. First of all, Nicole, thank you for all these recommendations. You've given us like a whole, you've pretty much given me at least my fall movies. 
um, that I've been writing down. Like, okay, gotta check this out. Gotta check this out. I know these ones will probably get Oscar buzz, so we're gonna see them. But you've given me a lot of like different titles to look up, which is nice and to, to look around for. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing as we wrap up here, um, just kind of moving you know forward from Tiff. I just quickly one minute uh, aside from the masks, which you talked about a bit. Your experience, kind of being back in person, what was that? What was that kind of like? Oh my gosh, it was absolutely incredible. So thrilling. It felt. I mean, I haven't felt pure, genuine happiness in probably the better part of two to three years, just due to like the pandemic and like finding out that people are actually way more horrible than I had originally imagined. But this somehow brought me like some faith in in humanity in some weird ways it was incredible to be back especially at midnight madness those crowds are the best they are yeah i would highly recommend anybody check out midnight madness programs for tiffs to come hmm. yes uh happiness yes it's a distant friend that we've all lost exactly um yeah it's it's i'm glad to hear hear you say that because i yeah i mean i we've all noticed i think mask thing in different areas but it's it's good to know that you still we're able to enjoy the atmosphere and coming back to it for the first time in a while. Like that's kind of, that's kind of awesome to be able to see. Um, thank you again so much, Nicole, for doing this. Uh, always great to have you on for TIFF. Um, we look forward to referencing these movies over the coming uh, weeks as we get <laughs> to, the, to the Oscars and our fans will be able to hear us give full reviews of all these. And I promise that if I'm not nice in my bros review, I will personally edit and dub the recording and send you a specific special one oh, no. saying nice things. No, I need, I, I feel like, listen, just keep in mind, this movie is not necessarily for you. So uh, just no, keep- <laughs> no, absolutely. No, I, I totally, I will say that I try to put that lens on when it comes to a movie where it's like, it's really just not directed towards me. And I just yes. kind of like sit back, so. I absolutely uh, can, can promise I'll do that at least. This is what I appreciate about <laughs> appreciate about you, Mike. Very, yeah, very considerate. Sometimes I just shut up and watch. <laughs> um, so thank you again for coming on. We hope to have you again on the show soon. Um, thank you to everybody uh, listening once again this week. Just a reminder, we are off next week. So our next new episode will be October 4th. We don't know what we're talking about yet, but send in your fan questions and any other comments. I know some of you are still catching up on our big episodes so we'll let you catch up for an extra week get get caught up on the tiff one as well send in your questions screening kingston.com or email us which a lot of you like to do screening kingston at gmail.com go see some movies thank you for listening to the screening in kingston podcast recorded at cfrc at queen's university in kingston ontario queen's university sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.